What's up, world? It's Katrina. And Marlena. And this is Excess Baggage. The podcast where two friends in their 30s unpack all of life's baggage. This episode, we will be unpacking the authority in your life. Okay, let's start the show. Hey, girl. Hey. Look at these dry haze. Hey. Hey. Now there's this person just like bringing them closer to the water. They're on their their way out. I don't know why I do that. I don't know. Because I really wish, Bill, eventually, y'all, I'm going to get it together. Like, for real, I'm going to come up with something else to say to say, or I don't even know what I say. What up, though? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I miss Wendy Williams. I don't care what nobody say. Anyway, it's sidebar, but I do miss her. Um, and she's coming to the podcast game, which I'm excited about because Miss Wendy obviously started in radio. So she's perfect mm. for radio. So I'm sure she's going to be talking mad shit on there. And I'm excited. I didn't know she was starting a podcast. Okay. Yeah, because she didn't go back to TV. Right. I just w- I just wish her TV didn't end the way that it did. You mm-hmm. know, with her not even being on the last episode and like weird stuff like that. I, I just like, damn, like that's her. Yeah. It was still called the Wendy show, like the Wendy right. Williams show. Like that's kind of it's kind of whack. Yeah. yeah. But you know, K Sarah Sarah. What can you do? Nothing. <laughs> What is your baggage, though, today? Uh, you and me size. <sighs> baggage. Baggage. Actually, I, I don't know. I think my baggage is just consistency, you know? I just want to mm. stay consistent. Uh, so I'm just you know, work in progress like everyone else. And I'm trying to get up earlier and earlier. So I can do be more productive before my work, my, you know, real work and in the in-between times do other things as well. Uh, and I don't know where the spark came from, but I'm glad that it's at least starting, you know, you know, like the, the stove when it's about to ignite, you know, like a, like a gas stove and it goes that like, I'm, I'm there, like I'm at the ignite, like and going into full, you know, like I feel like a sense of change is coming. Mm. So I'm not going to, and that's something I've been telling myself over and over again, like, yes, the change is coming, but I don't want to run into it full stop because every time I do that and I make these plans, oh, I'm going to do this, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm so adamant about it. Then somehow it stops. You know, mm. something happens in, in life and then it just stops. And I feel like now I'm still doing my life stuff and everything like that. But I'm really trying my best to just like add in these little layers, pace uh, it. you know, and pace it to a point that I don't feel overwhelmed. Right. And can accept the change because that's a big thing for me. Yeah. Change has always been a big thing for me. I need it to be I need it to be consistent. Cause there mm-hmm. was some things that I felt weren't in my life. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm just, you know, moving. I, and feel that. I feel that it's hard to taper yourself when you feel inspired and like ready to go. But it is also really important because the more that you pace it, the easier it is to sustain it. Whereas if you just jump head first, 
then like you might be in too deep real quick mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it doesn't mm-hmm. last. So, exactly. but it's hard when you feel inspired and you feel ready, especially after a while of not having any inspiration or not moving in that direction or whatever. So I feel all of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it feels. It definitely feels like that. <laughs> it's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, I'm ready. I'm everywhere. I'm all. <laughs> Um, people say that about me all the time. Like, you're everywhere. You're always doing something. You're always, am I? Yeah, I know. So I know <laughs> that I'm capable of doing these other things too. I just yeah. have to somehow weave it in a way that it doesn't feel um, overwhelming. Yeah, overwhelming and feel like work, to be honest, because I, I've, you know, I've worked a lot of hours in my life, you know, mm. not clearly not as much as. A person that, you know, is in the retirement stages of their life, whatever that may be. But I damn sure don't want my retirement stages to be, you know, so late in the game where I don't feel like I can enjoy it. So, yeah, you know, most of my 20s and now part of my 30s, I, I think now I'm settling into the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm not I'm not working 12 hours. Mm. I'm not working 10 hours. That I want to work on stuff that is important to me. And while you know, my job is important to me as well, because obviously like it, it gives me access. It gives me opportunity um, that I would not have if I didn't have the money to do the things that I can do. So I appreciate it for that. But I also know that I let go of a lot of creativity um, Mm. in order to be good at my job. Right. You know, so uh yeah that's where I'm at (laughs) searching for consistency yeah what about you what is your baggage for today um my baggage for today is the level of tired that I am experiencing in the last few days because it makes no sense how tired I am uh my I guess today makes day seven eight one of those of my period. And my period is usually not this long. I am not usually bleeding for this many days. And so I'm attributing it to that, but I don't know for a fact. Uh, but the fact that I am still bleeding seven days in makes no sense. And I'm tired. Like I took some iron today because I was like, maybe my iron is low because I've been bleeding for way more days than I should be. And so I took some iron today, hoping that'll help. But I slept last night. I woke up this morning. I had therapy. I ate breakfast. I laid back down, went right back to sleep for a couple wow. hours before I got up and worked. And when it was time to get up and work, work, I was like, I could still sleep. Like I had to like move my body, like really stretch, eat something, walk around, take some vitamins. Like I was doing everything to try to wake myself up and still it took a while. <laughs> like <laughs> I think I was two hours into work before I felt awake. So and it was like, I didn't like, I had clients just this afternoon. I didn't have any morning clients today. So it was like well into the afternoon by the time I started working and seeing clients. So, and I was like that yesterday too. Just like, I didn't think I was going to make it through the day. So, and I'm about to send you a blood pressure cup. You need to be <laughs> checking your blood pressure. What's going on? Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping that it is just this period. And because it's been happening for a little bit longer than my body is used to, my body is like, what the hell? <laughs> this don't make no sense. But I think on a previous episode, did you say that 
your like they they don't come at the same time like your monthlies are not consistent they haven't been um in my life they've been more consistent lately with acupuncture nice so yeah it's been a long time since I've had like regular periods and they've been pretty regular for the last like four months or so so that's good but I still be having real weird symptoms and this month it's exhaustion just pure exhaustion I could have really like hibernated the whole week <laughs> if I didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> I I I don't know. I, I, I always, I don't bring it up all the time, but I, every time I feel like I'm having a little PMS, I will let my boss know, like, you know, today's not so good. <laughs> like, honestly, like, today's not so good. You know, I want to just be honest because there's been so many times when men are like, oh, you must be on your period, you know? And so I hate that line. Yeah. I mean, I think most women do. And even if that is the case, I don't want to discuss it. So I might as well just kind of like put the put the narrative like slightly out there just so you know that I don't know, maybe I won't be quick to respond. Maybe, maybe some of my response responses might be a little snippy and not snippy in a bad way, but just kind of short, like short to yeah, the point. <laughs> to the point and not how it would have been. Because I'm always going to still remain professional, but right. when it gets to the things that just don't make sense or, you know, I'm not going to have the the bandwidth to play the game how I normally would. would. And I'm going to yeah. be honest. And it's okay. Like, y'all ain't walking around with y'all digs bleeding, so guess what? Get over it. Um, so if I let <sighs> yes. you know a little something, something, and it's discreet or whatever, you know, we should be good. But... and. We are so, but you know what I mean? Like some people I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah. I don't really get PMSy like that. It usually just makes me tired or I'd be in a lot of pain sometimes too, but I just don't want to deal with nobody. Like I could just curl up in a ball. <laughs> For five days. I know. And just like, be like, it's okay. Just leave me like, alone. I'm just going to chill. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> drop food at the door <laughs> like that's it because I just really could just sleep yeah I get a lot I get a, I don't want to say I get a lot of PMS but I do get all kinds of symptoms like yeah. all of them every everything is nothing's off the table I will say that mm, and I feel that for the most part, I always get a migraine or some type of headache I definitely break out like I get some type of <laughs> you know pimple or something I'm like okay like clearly something's going on and then you know it's like I get in cramps I get back aches like my my, my breast are back swollen you know oh. <laughs> you know you get all these symptoms and then and then it's just and you yeah. expect it to just move through the world as yeah it, and it just be every everybody's cool copacetic and I'm not nah nah everything's no. not cool we're not okay over here i'm tired the girl is tired okay well i'm sorry you're going through that that sucks <laughs> it really does. does i hope it changes i'm really just like crossing my fingers this is the last day although it's the the part that's weird it's not heavy but it's like consistent so mm -hmm. it hasn't changed flow in the seven days it's not heavier or lighter it's been the, the same flow for seven days and it's not heavy it's pretty light 
but it's just been consistently for seven days. And it doesn't show the signs that it's going away. So I'm hoping today is the last day, but you know, that's just me hoping. There's no sign that that's going to be the truth. So we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully I'm in a better place next week. <laughs> Uh, first of all, if you're not off it by next week, you better take your ass to the doctor. Girl, I can't make any promises only because I might be sleeping. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'd be like, you know what? I'm tapping out for the week. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and I just with- don't have the energy for anything, but you know, speaking of authorities in your life, my period is my authority. In my is life. your, I would say, is okay. it, is your period the authority in your life? Or is it rest, sleep? You know, is your body telling you something? My body is saying, why the hell are you functioning right now? Go to bed. But yeah, I think, I think actually it's funny because when you asked me that question off air, I was like, I don't know who or what the authority in my life is. I really have to process that. But when I really think about it, because I've had like a hormonal imbalance, since I hit puberty, I really think that my menstrual cycle has been a big authority in my life for a long time. Like it is how I like move through the world. I'm always wondering about preparing for, um, talking about, I don't like the the term of this, but quote unquote, making excuses around like what's happening with my hormones. Right. I take time off because of it. Right, right, right. I plan plan certain things around it. My medical treatment has been basically all about that. I don't really go to the doctor for anything else other than hormonal stuff, like consistently other than checkups. Yeah, it has been one of the, at least one of the big authorities in my life. I would say there's probably multiple. So... I don't know. I, well, yeah, we're talking about the authority in our lives. I guess for me, I would say it would be uh, at the beginning or not even at the beginning. No, I would say at the beginning and, and for a long time, it was the need to feel special. The beginning of your life? Not the, beginning, the beginning, but what? I'm saying uh, of when I realized there was some type oh. of a, like, what is making my what what uh is making me move gotcha. you know how do i um make decisions and different things like that and for a long time it was either my parents telling me what i needed to do or, or how to show up and how to be and you know and what the deal was and everything like that and then it came it became uh me always searching for maybe a codependency situation of it's a codependent mindset of, you know, that need of feeling special. Mm-hmm. And so I think that has shaped a lot of the choices I've made. It shaped a lot of situations yeah. I found myself in. Um, and I think it wasn't until maybe the last couple years that I've been slowly pulling, you know, I would say stepping into my woman, womanhood and, Mm -hmm. and demanding, you know, or making demands of what I want out of my life. Sure. And, and feeling comfortable enough to say those things and not feel like I'm being judged. Mm, Right. And yeah, I mean, it's still a daily struggle, of course, but 
because you're used to certain things and, you know, you're trying to evolve and become better. Uh, sometimes you slip, you just slip back into what, you know, old patterns. Yeah. And they're comfortable because that's what, you know. And so I think the authority in my life definitely has stemmed from my relationships, which I definitely, I for sure know that I work, I work better in relationships. And I mean that, uh, not even just romantically, like my, uh, just being around people. Right. I think, uh, and so maybe that, that has also tied into like that already need of just being around people plus the the need of wanting to feel special and placing myself in certain situations. Mm. It's like that parallel has, has definitely, I, I for sure think, I don't say it's paralyzed me, but it's definitely been a big authority. Mm. And yeah. Uh, and, and, it, and it just, I think it has always stemmed from the fact of just, I don't like change. Mm. You know, I don't want, I, 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 what I like when I like, when I like it, I like it till it's, you know, to the day you die. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I definitely hear that. For those who are listening, who don't know what the hell we're talking about, (laughs) Marlena presented the question of what is the authority in your life? And the authority, I guess the definition of that would be the thing that is kind of leading you to how you make decisions, the thing, um, I'm saying thing, but it could even be a person, like whatever it is that is the reason why you make the decisions that you make, the reason why you do the things that you do. Uh, It's the thing that helps to push you in whatever direction you're going in throughout the course of your life. And so having converse, we're just having a conversation around what that is. And if I had never thought about it until you presented the question, like, I don't, I don't think I've ever actively thought like, what is the authority in my life or who is the authority in my life? And I think my immediate response wants to be me, but that's not true. <laughs> like, there's so many ways that that's not true. Uh, but I want that to be the answer. And I think the other thing that comes up for me, as I was saying, like, oh, my menstrual cycle, as we were just having that conversation, like, I don't, re- I didn't realize consciously how much space that has taken up in my life, how much it's directed the way that I maneuver the world and relationships and work and everything else. Um, And then I think about other things that like we might not have control over or that we might not have a say in like capitalism and how that is such an authority in all of our lives here in the States. Like you ain't making money. You ain't, you aren't a part of this cycle of like working and making money, then you don't get your bills paid. You ain't got nowhere to live or you can't eat. Like how that is so much of an authority as well. It has, it has run the way that this country and certain states or cities or whatever you want to call them in this country has operated around COVID. Oh, very true. So true. So it is a huge authority in many of our lives. Like we all have our personal authorities, but then there's also these like larger authorities that are beyond us to some degree. As much as I would love to live outside of capitalism, I just can't. That's true. And and, I mean, 
I think of things, even when you just said that, I just thought of, wow, these companies really do have large authorities in our lives because Mm -hmm. when we were like, oh, we're running out of this. And then everything was like supply chain issues, supply chain issues. They kept saying that. And and I kept thinking, well, damn, how are they keeping up? You know, how are they keeping up? And there's so many people that like we know, I mean, it's a cycle. We all, you know, we live however many years and then we pass and then you know, there's more people being born, you know, it's just like, you have to just keep this going. And how is that sustainable? Right. You know, without chemicals, without <laughs> cutting corners, right. Without, you know, doing shady business behind, you know, closed doors that the public don't know about. Right. Yeah. That's, I don't, know, I don't even want to go into that. Cause that is, <laughs> scared the hell out of me I don't want to think about that it's deep it's really deep it's interesting um you were talking about your parents and how they were a big part of um the authority in your life and I think for many of us not all of us obviously depending on the relationship you have with your caregivers um but for many of us our parents are or our our caregivers are the authority in our lives for the beginning stages of our lives with good reason yeah because they they run everything right Right. they they should because we don't have the ability to run much of anything when we can't move and function by, by ourselves but what's interesting is how that might carry on into adulthood well after you no longer need to have your caregivers as the authority well, after you are able to function and maneuver by yourself, but how you might still be seeking their approval or moving through the world according to what they want for you rather than what you want or need for yourself. Exactly. And that, I don't know what age it was that I made the conscious decision to, mm. to step into, okay, I understand why you feel the way you feel and why you you want me to do what you want me to do. Right. But at what point am I making these decisions for me and my future? Right. Uh and and I am never going to say that uh that is it's a, a malicious well I can't speak for everybody. I know for me it was never a malicious intent. Like I know that my parents want what's best for me. I absolutely. I absolutely thousand percent get that. Yeah. But at the same time, I think, yeah, I really don't remember. I, I wish that I did. I wish I re- could remember like exactly when, but I'm sure it happened somewhere in my mid twenties. Mm. Actually, it might've, it might've even happened earlier than that, at least steps. Right. You know, maybe not in the full throttle because you're not too sure of yourself. Because you yeah. you are still growing and yeah, we're in our thirties now, but like how we think in our forties and our fifties, it's going to keep changing. But Absolutely. I would say that, you know, even my first move as an adult was I didn't want my parents to buy me a car. Mm. Would have, would, would it have been nice Sure, if they did? Yes. But I felt like in order to take some type of control, I was like, I, just kept thinking, okay, if I buy the car and it's in my name and I'm paying for it, the the chances of them taking this away mm. from me 
is going to be slimmer because I'm the only. They no longer have, right. They no longer have the access to control. Exactly. Exactly. And so that was at a, you know, that was at 18, 19. Yeah. Um, you know, doing that. So I think I was always, you know, making the way to saying I'm going to do what I want to do. I just, it, it took me some time, you know, and I, and I, sure. and I think that would be average for most people. I, I would hope. Yeah. You know? I, it makes just hearing you say that makes me think of like, quite frankly, like teenage years, like adolescence, like how much adolescents are like considered the rebellious ages. Um, they rebel, they go against what their parents are saying, they think they can do their own thing, whatever. And I think in those years, your peers are more of the authority in a, in a lot of ways than your parents are, your caregivers are. But that is that same thing of like, what does it look like to start to shift who the authority or what the authority in your life is? Because what feels more important to you in that moment might be your peer groups and your friends than the... Yeah, then the um, approval of your parents. Right, for sure. So that makes sense. And then you slowly, hopefully, move to a place where like you've shifted out of that. You shifted out of it and and it comes to like, I want to make- Right. I want to make my pr- my parents proud, but I want it to be of my own merit and my own. Right. Mind. I want it to be because this is what I wanted for myself, not just because that's what they wanted for me. Yes. And in actuality, that is what they wanted, even if it's not how they thought it should have went. Right. Because if I do find the thing, if I reach the goal, if I if I'm if I am proud of where I am. I am. I am. I am very proud of where I am and where I have come from. Um, that's, I think, what a parent would want. Sure. They would want their their kid to live in their truth and be their most authentic self. And, you know, as, as long as it's not hurting nobody, like, <laughs> you know, what's the, problem, not, right? what, what's the issue? You know, uh, if we... We, if it's about success, if, if you know, we'll cross that boundary, you know, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. But it also is the definition of what you think success is. Right. Who gets it's, to decide? That? Yeah, that's not their, you know, they're not the deciding factor on that. So mm. it's interesting, though, when parents don't give you that space, because there are some parents who they, I don't know that they see anything beyond the thing that they want for you in a very tangible way like I want you to be a doctor like you're gonna be a doctor right (laughs) like there are those parents who like this is this is what your life is gonna look like this is what I I brought you into this world for this is what you're gonna do um but that's not healthy (laughs) and at some point you have to like step outside of that and determine what what really works for you right They help to, in a lot of ways, build the foundation or the foundational authority in your life to some degree with morals and values and things of that nature, whether you continue with the morals and values that they instilled in you or you go the complete opposite because they didn't work for you. But I feel like the caregiver's job to some degree is like building that foundational authority and then you take it and run with it and do what works for you right for but sure. how much work that takes sometimes too though like we have so many narratives placed upon us that become how we operate in the world like just thinking about this I'm like 
thinking about the narrative of your parents, the narratives in your community uh, as like a woman, as a black person, as a, a certain age, like a young person or an older person. Like there's so many narratives in that. Um, and then as you continue to get older, capitalism and all of the isms that are, that are in our world uh, that create some kind of authority and how we we operate and move and even your, how the things that are happening in your community or in your family can become an authority in your life or what's happening in your body if you have disabilities like there's so or, many things or even just fear yes you know just a, a an authority you know just a, like I said and I don't even know if maybe in some way it is it uh, my you know baggage that I'm I, I talk about all the time, you know, about having, you know, codependency issues and, and needing that, uh, um, acceptance. I, yeah, you need that form of acceptance because of, you know, maybe feeling abandoned in your life in certain moments. And so it's like, once you, you know, lock in, you turn into this pleaser, you know, this people yeah. pleaser. And so I don't know if that stemmed, I guess, yeah, if it's abandonment, there is some, some, I guess some version of just fear of that, but just the fear of, for me, I would say was always, okay, I don't, uh, if I get into this, I want it to be right. Mm. It has to be right. And then I'm going to do everything so that it can be right. And then when it didn't go right, I either would bail or I would cling on to it even more. And so the clinging on to it even more because I'm trying to prove a point. Right. I don't know if that, you know, maybe that is the the version of me. It's just when I keep saying like, oh, yeah, I don't really like change, although I'm constantly trying to change to change or deals. But if it's not happening, you know, and then when the a final change happens and I think I just go back to see, this is why I don't like change, you know, because mm. now I have to repair all of this and, you know, and, and pick up the pieces and keep going. And I know that's just that's something that I'm going to have to do. And we all going to have to do for the rest of our lives. That's why, because that's the only thing that's consistent. Is right. Change. But I don't want that that. I guess fear to be the authority. You know, I don't want right. that that me feeling of like, oh, I don't like change. I don't want it to change. I like the way it is. What's wrong with the way that it is, you know? But realizing that you are de- developing, you're keep you're you're changing. Whether I whether I like it or not, I'm changing. Right. Yeah. So the fear, whether it's there, really doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't, it it matters as in how you deal with it. Sure. But just do it anyway. And that's really (laughs) where I'm at, you know? Well, that's the part of making it less of the authority. When you change the authority, the fear doesn't necessarily go away. It just doesn't, it isn't the deciding factor anymore. mm -hmm, Exactly. It is just something else that's happening, but the deciding factor might be this motivation towards healing or whatever else, right? And so the authority is to continue to move towards healing. So I'm gonna recognize that the fear is here and I'm gonna do what I can to maneuver around it. It doesn't make the, the just like 
your parents' narratives or what your parents desired for you didn't necessarily change. You just decided you weren't going to allow that to rule your life anymore. Right. So this is, you know, this is the same thing. It doesn't change the fact that these things happen. It just becomes lower (laughs) on the list of things that you utilize to make your decisions. And I've witnessed change where it was not for the good it you know Mm -hmm. it it was backwards and so I think that's also just viewing that where there's nothing you can do it's out of your hands and it has really shook everything within you know whatever you know I'm not going to go into it but just it has shaped the way you live yeah that type of change yeah, it makes a person that wants to be that, like, you know, <laughs> pleaser, pleaser, pleaser. It does, like, kind of make them go, oh, shit. Like, no, like, that's why I don't like change, because I wanted I wanted everything to stay how it was, because I can maintain this. But right. now that but now that it's different, you know, that's a hard you know thing to keep keep going at you know to keep to even um have the energy because it's emotional it's super emotional you know it's not it's really shifting your mind and that is i think while it's possible it it really is it's it's really i almost like a numbers game you know Mm. like the numbers game meaning checking in with yourself right making sure that you're good staying on top of it because yeah like you said it could be debilitating yeah it's such an interesting question I'm thinking about as I'm listening to this like we're talking about all the things that have been authorities in our lives over the years and then it makes me think like what do I want the authority in my life to be because I'm I'm I would like it to be something that that feels more positive and more inspiring (laughs) right you know, more jovial. Um, But it's interesting because as I think through that, like, what do I want the authority in my life to be? I guess to some degree, I want it to be me, but like that, that doesn't feel concrete enough. Like, what does that even mean? Um, I guess the, what I want the authority in my life to be is like peace. I want peace to be the authority in my life. I want to always make decisions towards finding peace within myself, within my relationships, within my community. That's the only thing that really comes to mind, but that's also out of alignment with things like capitalism and the things that are not peaceful. I think what I want the authority to be in my life would be freedom. Mm. Um, freedom and truth, really. I want it to be truth. I like that. True to me and true to like when I say freedom, I even think of like a step forward. If I think about, you know, for my life, even when I do have children or I create a family, like I want them to live out their truth. So mm-hmm. I always want it to be a place of freedom. I wanted, you know, the authority in my life to be, you're the, you're free to be who you want to be and control whatever, you know, have the control of how you want your life to go and how you want it to be without, without fear of thinking what the next person thinks. Right. The judgment. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like truth a lot. Yeah, definitely true. Just true to me and the evolution of Mimi or no it was the emancipation of Mimi it's like the 
the evolution of Marlena. That's what I want it to be. True. Now I want to go around asking folks, who's the authority in your life? Look at me all kinds of sideways. (laughs) First of all, why did you point like that in your life? In your life. (laughs) (laughs) Sound like a damn Miss Cleo uh, commercial back in the day. Right. (laughs) (laughs) A mess. Uh, But for real, anyone who's listening, like, let us know who, what, who, or what is the authority in your life, or who, or what would you like it to be? Yeah, I am curious to know what, what people think. Yeah, I really want to know other people's answers to these questions because I really never thought about this before. It's such a powerful question that I think would be really great in therapy, too. Yeah, I might have to put that in my arsenal. That sounds very aggressive. Add that to my toolbox. <laughs> No, Arsenal, man. Arsenal all the way. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely add that in there, though. I like that. That's a good question. Who is the authority in your life? Hmm. Thank you for that reflection today, Marlene. Yeah. Anytime. I'm here. um, I'm here all week. I'm here all week. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just think that in order to get clear, I think that's something that I really want to just, you know, iron out because it's all, it's all going to be a balance anyway, because you can't get anything that has happened to you has happened to you. (laughs) So you gotta, you know, you gotta run with it. You gotta run with it. You know, it happened, but you gotta run with it. What's, what's in, what's the next act? What's next? Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think, how we might have authorities in our lives that we don't necessarily care for or wanted to con- want to continue to have as authorities, but how it doesn't have to be black and white, how you can have multiple authorities in your life. And part of the work is just making something else more of the authority than this thing, this fear or, you know, whatever else is kind of running your life in the moment. It's like, what does it look like to make something else more of the authority more mm-hmm. of the time right. rather than it always being fear and creating more of a balance and so maybe eventually fear just stops being an authority but at the very least maybe you start to have more balance about what runs your life yeah and that's why i'm in therapy no just kidding mm, that part <laughs> i mean yeah i mean that's why i'm you know taking the time like I said earlier in my yeah. baggage, you know, I'm taking the time to make sure that I was like, okay, I'm going to ease in a little bit here, a little bit here. Cause I realized, um, that I have, uh, you know, very tough exterior, but there's a lot of stuff internally or that I, you know, have either not processed or, you know, chosen to act out in different ways. Sure. And so, you know, I think the best thing is if you're not clear about, you know, who is running you, <laughs> that you, you do what you can. Think about it. Yeah. Get real with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Take one long, hard look at yourself and really get, get clear. Yep. And then be nice to yourself because <laughs> you might oh, not yeah. like what you see. <laughs> oh, you got to give yourself grace, man. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Like I said, take it and run with it. Because when you start doing the work, there's a lot of, you know, baggage (laughs) that comes with that. (laughs) And so, 
Yeah. It's just an ongoing process. And I hope that, you know, I hope I continue on the path and that, you know, like none of us knows when our time is up. Hopefully I live a long, long life. But if I don't, I will be proud knowing that at least I was trying. Right. I was putting forth the effort to get to the place that I wanted to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. I second that. I definitely second that. I'm going to be thinking about this question for many more days. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Ah, oh, thanks. <laughs> Making me think on my time off. Yep. <laughs> All right, y'all. Take some time. Sit down. Look at yourselves. Figure out who the authority is in your life. Yeah. Be nice to yourself in case it's something you don't like and work on trying to change it. Yeah, and I'm going to put a little, uh, when whenever this comes out, I'm definitely going to put a little question and answer up so I can see if if I get any responses. So uh, hit us back and let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. Yes. y'all this next segment is called roses marlena who are you giving your rose to today well i couldn't think of anyone really so i decided to give them to myself uh couldn't think of anybody else so i decided to just go with me just go with me and um just keep cheering myself on man you know Mm -hmm. i know that uh, there's a lot of things I need to break through and I, in little, li- I, little by little, I'm seeing change, a slight change, slight change, change, changes for the better. And yeah. so I just want to continue down that path and encourage anybody that's also on that, on that tip right now to, you know, know that you're not alone and the shit sucks sometimes, but man. You know, at the end of the day, be proud. Like I said earlier, just be proud in knowing that you are trying and that you're doing your best. And, you know, that's all you can ask of yourself. That's all you can ask for yourself because there's already so much other, so many other things just pushing you to the limit. And mm-hmm. I already know that that can be, you know, it can just, it can, it can really grind your gears. So that's. <laughs> Mm, okay anyway family guy (laughs) reference you know it really grinds my gears no um but anyway you know shout out to me you know keep going keep going keep thriving keep surviving and you know you got this queen you got this that's it that was the pep talk of the century yeah yeah save (laughs) that one for later for later (laughs) because you might need to listen to that one again one day True. So, Katrina. Shout out to you. Thank you. Who are you giving your rose to this week? Um, I am going to give my rose to a couple colleagues. Um, I don't, I always feel weird just naming people without them knowing that I'm going to be naming them. So they shall re- remain nameless. Um, but I have a couple colleagues that I meet with on a bi-weekly basis to talk about stuff in our field, uh, checking about stuff that we're doing with clients, um, ask questions, get information, resources, things of that nature. And I just feel like some days that's really what I need. And it's not even because 
we're talking about like really big, serious business life client stuff. But because there's just so much going on in the world, and as a therapist, we hold and carry so much stuff. We move through so many roles. Um, we're hearing so many stories on a regular basis. We're just doing so much that it's really nice to just have a place where I can go. And we're operating as therapists in the space, but it feels like I get to be human because we are all in that space as therapists. And so there's this, there's this understanding across the board of like, I'm just here to be myself. And sometimes it's messy and sometimes I don't want to act like a therapist. And sometimes I'm going to say some shit that sounds ridiculous for a therapist to be saying. And sometimes I just, I don't want to do this anymore. And this is hard and I'm tired of, you know, all the stuff that's going on in this world and how challenging it is for people and some days we feel really proud of what we do. Um, so I've just been reflecting on that. I met with them yesterday and I just feel really good about having colleagues around, especially being in private practice, working for myself, no longer being in an office where I can share stories and complain with other people and vent and stuff like that. It's just nice to have a group where I can go and do that. So shout out to them and all the ways that they show up and yeah I feel like that's an important thing to have regardless mm -hmm. of the field that you're in like every industry is different every job is different it's nice to just have people that you can kind of vent to who understand the the woes of what you do and so it's just nice to have that and I haven't always had that in private practice since I've been on my own. So it's it's nice to to know that they are there. That is nice. I um when you were talking about it, it just made me think of I've been binge watching that show The Practice from back mm. in the day. It's such an old mm -hmm. ass show. And um, but just the fact that they're in this private practice, they're criminal defense attorneys, and they are, you know potentially getting murderers and you know people right. off because they're the, the defense side and you know they go through these struggles of always having to give each other those type of pep talks of right. why do we do what we do and I'm like yeah I wish I had a team or something like that to you know keep me going like that and I I mean, within my own personal, like if I had my own company, you know, that would yeah. be the way that, you know, I would push forward and, you know, that would help me create a vision of not just, not just only focusing on the work, but also me just evolving and living and having right. someone going through the same thing that I'm going through. Right. Um, I can't tell you how many times we come to that space and it's like, I don't want to be a business owner anymore. I'm over this shit. <laughs> like, or I don't want to be a therapist no more. This shit sucks. But in processing that with other people, you also come to the realization that you're not the only one having that experience. You're not the only one who is feeling that way. You get some validation that it's hard. You get all of that. And that helps you to be like, okay, I'll continue. <laughs> like, it's okay. Mm. I can keep going. Yeah. It's not just me. It is hard work. It is challenging. There are, but there are also people who understand and resources that you can utilize to help move you through it. And sometimes they give you ideas of like, have you tried this? And you're like, no, I never even thought about that. Like, it's just, 
it makes all the difference, especially when you're out on your own. Highly recommended for all the entrepreneurs out there, anybody that's working for themselves, get you a group of people that you can check in with because this shit's hard. <laughs> for real though, word. I want to quit like every week, but we still here. And I appreciate them for helping me get to this place. Yeah, shout out to them, man. You know, they the real MVP. And they don't even know it. No, <laughs> which isn't that the way you would want it to be, though? <laughs> I would want knowing. I would want to be talked about and not know that I'm being talked about, but no, but I would just know that it's, it's positive. positive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of how I live my life. I'm a whole therapist. Like people probably talk about me all the time. I hope it's in positive ways, but. <laughs> My clients probably talk about me all the time, and I have no idea. Yeah. I just cross my fingers and hope that they're saying good things. Every so often I get feedback, like they'll share, oh, I told my friend this, and she said thank you, or I was talking to my husband about it, and he really liked that idea, so we're going to try it out, or whatever. Like Every so often I get the feedback, but for the most part, I just kind of throw things out there and hope it lands and hope it works for you. Yeah. (laughs) And hope you tell your friends. Not just sitting there like, girl, my therapist is trifling. Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I imagine they wouldn't come back if they thought I was all of that. But still, sometimes you have to wonder. You never know. Oh, my God. Anyway, anyway, thank Mm y'all for listening. To all of our shenanigans. Yeah, because it bees like that sometimes. And you love us for it. Well, that's another episode of Excess Baggage. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Excess Baggage Pod. That's Excess Baggage P-O-D. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review on the podcast app and Spotify. And remember to pack light and keep it tight. For show. Sure.